Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. everyone, welcome to the ZeldaCast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. What is up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good, just staying warm. How are you doing? I'm digging your sunglasses today. I'm great, thank you. Uh, yeah, this is a, a creative choice. Uh, we are also <laughs> joined by, speaking of cool sunglasses, we're also joined by our pal Adriel, who is the producer of this show. And if you've ever seen a clip over on YouTube, well probably adriel's work uh Reed, it's been a while since we had you on the show what's going on how's it been going i'm so stoked to be here i'm so happy to be here for episode 301 yeah um and i'm I, i'm doing great i'm having a good weekend i went and saw disney on ice yesterday for my friend's birthday my friend is a grown-up but also wanted to see disney on ice <laughs> so i have had a weekend of experiences wow Disney on Ice. That's uh, that's certainly something. I'm, I was telling them before we started the show. I'm going to see the Mean Girls musical tonight. So, you know, Al, what are you going to do now? To I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be playing Forbidden West. That's what I'm doing. So solid choice. I've been playing a yeah. lot of Horizon Forbidden West too, and it's awesome. And we are going to talk about it on the Zelda Guest in the next couple weeks. Um, so yeah, we've uh, we've got a great show. And actually, Reese, since you're here, um, I have to. I I feel like I should publicly on air say I, I had no idea what your Twitch name was last week. We were I was talking about like, oh man, this user knows everything. Like Y2K, whatever. I had no idea that was you until after the fact. And like, I apparently we somebody said it during the stream, but I wasn't listening. So like, we got done the show, and Al was like, yeah, that was Adriel, and I was like, what? Really? I don't think I've ever seen her on Twitch. Just her mom. Like. <laughs> wanted to be there for the 300th episode they're so fun i love to watch it live. Heck yeah. i'm Kat so glad you were big, there you know a big part of it well i didn't i wasn't there for all of it and i do re- realize that my username uh is is very strange it's y2k 24 <laughs> 7 because i went through a phase where i really loved um well i still do really love y2k paraphernalia okay and stuff when people were all freaked out about the the new millennium i just find it so charming and prescient and um so that was that's my username but i realized that it's a little bit uh opaque you know? I, i'm not gonna lie i remember where i was when when y2k like happened when it was officially the year 2000 because i was like I was like looking around i'm like i don't think anything's gonna happen but like what if it does what if it does <laughs> yeah. yeah i was totally. uh we're aging ourselves here a little bit unfortunately but that that's okay yeah. um 
<laughs> so yeah, we got uh, we got a, a great show. We're going to be actually doing a follow up show to a show that we did like three years ago now. But before we get there, I want to talk about last week. Man, what a blast last week was! That was so much fun. Um, I thought actually everything came out really well. We we had limited technical problems. We had some hosting problems with like wrong uh, information and answers. But you know, I think that was like. Uh, all in all, I think it was a really fun time, and Allison, you came away with the W. Yay! That's that's awesome. I was really really nervous, but then like slowly as you were you were talking up the what we were going to be doing and the rules, I was like, oh yeah, this is a thing of Andy's design. Okay, I'm not as nervous now because <laughs> it's just going to go how it's going to go. Like literally, yeah. that's just it. So, and it was really fun. So I it took away the nerves. I was having a fun time, and yeah, it was it was really fun and. <laughs> I'm excited for when we team up with the Omega Mega the Omega Metroid podcast again. Yeah, it was it was a blast, and I and I have to say, so so Rhi, I I don't know about you, but I remember like the first year that we did this this competition, and you were on Al's team, or no, was that last year? Yeah, it was last year that yeah. the second year. So the first year that we did that, Allison was was no good, and, and Corey carried the the Zelda cast team, and then Dak on the other side, he was no good, and Doom carried the team. And last year, I think it was about the same. Allison was no good and Dak was no good again. But this year, this year, the, everybody was like awesome. Everybody had, had like their clutch moments and they came through with answers that I was not expecting them to grab. It was it was a great time. It was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it was. Uh, we're, we're gonna have to revisit that that format. Maybe just for I don't know for something. Maybe the next time we do a trivia show or something like that, we can just bring it back because that was a blast. I would love to actually be. Uh, uh, answering some of these questions one time so we'll, yeah we'll definitely have to revisit it thank you thank you thank you thank you so much to everybody that uh, that obviously watched uh, watch us live and but I mean more so just has been with us for you know the past six years and, and on this journey it's been uh, it's been quite the journey we've went through you know we went through personnel changes a, a podcast name change we've went through new games coming out games getting delayed lots and lots and lots of different things so it's been uh it's been quite the ride and uh yeah i'm 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 very happy that uh, you know we we get to do it together so thank you to everybody that listened and checked it out it was it was a great time i i had such a blast i was like beaming after that show actually mm-hmm. yeah that was like a kind of kind of had a high afterwards a, like a happy yeah. high yeah, yeah yeah i i was so excited and i was not even involved <laughs> but i was very happy with it it just <clears throat> really felt like a celebration you know and yeah. i was like i get to put this whole episode on youtube <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah hey what do, you, what do you think about using the same thumbnail too is that thumbnail okay <laughs> yeah um okay let's get down to business here because we got a lot of cyberpunking to do today we are uh Hey, as some of you might remember, some of you longtimers uh fans of the show might remember back in what did we say 2020 November, it was December the end of 2020. It was literally the last episode of 2020. Wow. Okay. So the last episode of 2020. So so about three three years ago and change, we pitched a cyberpunk Zelda game. And frankly, frankly, I think that we pitched like the Ocarina of Time cyberpunk Zelda game. <laughs> this this Zelda game was so awesome. Okay, like the. The Ganon Corp and like Zelda the Hacker and like there's there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. Um, so you should first of all you should revisit that episode and we'll link it in the description uh, for this show. But um, we always put in the back burner. We're like we should we should do a follow up to that. We should do like a sequel to that. Make a make another game. Pitch another game because that's one of our favorite things to do is just like pitch concepts and stuff like that. And um, well, it's here now. We're 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 finally. We're all together. We've actually been plotting this episode for like several weeks. I think months actually. And uh, we're finally going to pull the trigger on it. And I'm going to reveal my new cyberpunk Zelda game. The sequel to... uh, Did did we actually name the old... Did we name the old Zelda game? I don't think we named it. Oh wait. Maybe you did. Oh god I can't remember. I don't don't remember. But you had like the synopsis. And you called it like the back of the VHS synopsis. And you played music (laughs) over it. Like this dramatic, you know, cyberpunk music. It was so good. I I re-listened to the episode right before this. Because I personally am not like very versed in the cyberpunk genre. And I don't remember anything we talked about three years ago. So I re-listened to it. And Andy, you had this like 
this really cool synopsis with the music and like you guys have bomb ideas so i'm excited for your pitches today yeah well yeah, i'm excited too i do want to say that we uh worked on it together you pitched kind of the story mm. uh you came up with famously gan incorporated which is the uh most inspired name for a villain <laughs> i've ever heard in my life um but we sort of worked together on um, some of the mechanics or like yes. how it would how it would work but uh but this week we've uh we've we both came up with separate pitches and yes. we're gonna pitch them now <laughs> i i think i do need your help adriel like fleshing out mine because mine is a generic like i've got the story idea i've got like a little bit of the mechanics but like i i do think i'm gonna need like uh i don't know like a little bit of fleshing out because there's there's certainly some holes in and around that uh that, that need filling so uh i'll just put it that I way agree with that. um i agree same same here same here okay so al you're you're gonna be kind of the judge here you're just gonna say like well you know maybe this game needs a sprinkle of this a dash of that uh whatever and you can tell us if this uh this game that we're describing sounds like a game that you would be uh you know excited to play so i think I, i'm ready just to get uh, to get right into the action here re and i wonder do you want to go first do you want me to go first it's totally up to you Uh, I don't... Why don't you go first? Okay. Well, I am going to preface with, um... First of all, so the... I, I created a pitch. And when I say I created a pitch, I stole an idea. I, I like, literally... This is basically, like, plagiarized, okay? If you have ever watched the show Reboot, which I, I plead and beg with everybody to go and watch the show Reboot, because it's so awesome... It's a, it's a Canadian cartoon that aired in the mid-90s. I basically stole a lot of everything from from Reboot. So it's almost like Reboot meets Zelda. So that's kind of... I want to just, uh, just throw that out there, because if I do my pitch and then someone's like, hey, this sounds a lot like an episode of, uh, of a show that I watched when I was a kid, there's a reason for that. <laughs> um, so my game is, uh, is kind of like a traditional... RPG. Um, it, it's kind of like like a Mass Effect type of game, or like again, like I felt like one of the one of like the draws to me of like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and like like games like that is like you could kind of forge your own path. And so we had that in the last uh, Zelda Cyberpunk game, and we're gonna have it in this Zelda Cyberpunk game too. And my idea was that this is kind of like it's almost like sort of Final Fantasy esque in that. There's like a lot of the same gameplay mechanics, but like the the story and the setting and everything like that is changed from from game to game. I guess honestly, you could say like that's like Zelda esque as well, from like going to you know Ocarina of Time to Twilight Princess, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, so so a couple caveats there just to just to get going before um, before I I make my pitch. I'm gonna play some cyberpunk music over the prologue as well. So hell yeah, <laughs> this game this game has a name. This game has a name. It's called The Legend of Zelda, The Twin Viruses, and uh, and let's go, and I'm going to pitch it right now. So, the prologue. The setting for this game is completely new. We live in a version of Hyrule named Highframe. Highframe is a relatively peaceful place, complete with a hero named Raru, who wields the Master Sword and defends the city against various threats. Highframe is made up of various beings, including the Sprites, which are Hylians, the Zone AI, Gorgons, Binomes, and Programs. Zelda is a program that lives a very sheltered life. Her father is a security program and systems administrator for Highframe, and takes that job very seriously, often ignoring Zelda, unfortunately, touching on a little bit of Breath of the Wild vibes here. Um, her father is essentially the leader of Hyrule because this program has such an important job of administrating everything that runs in high frame. Zelda sneaks out one day and enters one of the most downtrodden areas of high frame where she meets a young boy named Link and his friend Fox, who, yes, he's a literal fox. Because why not? Why not? Why not? Um, I love it. Shout out to Tunic, by the way. Our friend Dave I'm, Lasby I'm is playing, playing it. I'm, I just started playing it as well, and I'm loving Yay! it. Yay! Oh. oh, that's such a good game. Amazing. I when The next time I see Tunic on sale on the Switch, I'm going to buy it, because it's so, yeah. so good, uh, and I want to replay it on my Switch, where it was meant to be played. No offense to Xbox. Um, all right. 
Link proves himself to be a valuable friend and asset to Zelda, and his programming is that of a codemaster, capable of altering any kind of code, even the very code that makes up Highframe and its programs. Believing that Link can help alter her father's code to make him pay more attention to her, Zelda sneaks Link and Fox into the inner core control room to have him alter the code of Highframe. Despite Link's best efforts, he is unable to alter the code and instead of altering the code of Highframe, connects it to the web and exposes the city. Now, the web is this dangerous, dark, awful place that uh, that lives in the... It's kind of like a fabled thing, okay? Where, like, you, you hear about it and there's, like... It's, like, the dark web and it's almost like outer space in a sense. But, like, there's lots of bad stuff in the web. So you do not want to be connecting to the web if you can help it. Because once you know, once you connect to the web, you can get viruses and other stuff that comes into your system. Almost immediately after this happens, things get real bad. Several creatures come out of the portal to the web, including a band of pirates known as the Randomizers. The Randomizers... Yes! yes. My I love that. The Randomizers, led by... I was trying to think of, like, a cool cyberpunk name for Vadi, because I wanted a Vadi character in, but I couldn't think of one, so I just called him Vadi. But if you guys have any ideas, you let me know, okay? Um, led by Vadi, immediately head to the principal office with the intention of uploading their code to randomize Highframe. More alarmingly, though, this is still the prologue, by the way. More alarmingly, two viruses have appeared in Highframe. The cold and calculating Megabyte, who wants to control and dominate everything, and Hexadecimal, the chaotic and unpredictable but incredibly powerful virus who just desires to see chaos. Now, Megabyte and Hexadecimal are literally the two characters from Reboot, so again, I didn't have any better names for them, so we're just <laughs> we're just going to plop them from Reboot and pluck right into our game. Oh wow, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you You call it plagiarism, but I call it... Uh, commandeering. So let's <laughs> let's keep going. Yeah, we're gonna commandeer that boat. We're not stealing it. Um, okay. So unfortunately, uh, oh, oh no, I'm sorry, I skipped ahead here. Um, all right. So so she's Hexadecimal is incredibly powerful. The viruses are actually siblings, uh, albeit with a disdain for each other. Oh, I just got coffee. Um, I saw that. Yeah, the, the clutch coffee. Thank you so much. <laughs> The, we- yeah, the web mage Vadi, I, I like that. I like that. I see that in the chat. That sounds sweet. Okay, so we're still in the prologue here. So, um, so we have the two viruses and the randomizer gang that are in high frame. Okay, and uh, Megabyte and Hexadecimal we know don't like each other, and uh, that's going to come into play in a little bit. Now, as the prologue concludes, Link, Zelda, and Fox battle the randomizers uh, at the principal office, while Raru battles Megabyte and Hexadecimal. Unfortunately. Both sides lose. As the randomizers um, come, they, they chase away the heroes and upload their randomizer code into the system, turning High Frame on its head and turning it into a dystopian nightmare uh, where everything is randomized. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. Raru is defeated and sent into the portal connecting High Frame with the web. Megabyte then closes this portal shutting out Raru from ever returning to Highframe and ruling over Highframe. So, this is like the the opening uh, salvo of, of this game. This is the prologue to set up like the meat and potatoes of what we got going on. How, do, how does it sound so far? So, my first thought is like, this isn't a direct sequel of the game that was pitched no. the last episode. It's more like a, ser- a continuation of the series. That's right. So, it's it's okay. not, think of it as like the Twilight Princess to Ocarina of Time, which maybe okay. even that is like kind of a, think of it more like as the like Final Fantasy 8 to Final Fantasy 7 kind of thing. Like, most of the same gameplay mechanics. I know you haven't played Final Fantasy, but, like, <laughs> most of the same gameplay mechanics, but completely new world, completely new characters, completely new setting. The only thing okay. that kind of, like, links it together is, is the gameplay more so than, like, the story or anything like that. It's the Wind Waker to Ocarina of Time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, Got it. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so the Web Mage Vadi. I, I like that name. That's a, that's a you good had name. A, you had a Vadi in your original, the first pitch. It was, like, VT68 or something is what you called it. And I'm it looks s- like. 
I can't go against my code. I got to get Vadi in there somehow, you know? Like, he's, <laughs> he's got to be in the game some way. Which is some what fashion. you said last time. You were like, I really like Vadi, so he's got to be in here somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, who else are you going to put in? I don't know. There's there, yeah. Vadi's cool, man. I want to see more Vadi. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's... I think it, like, I like the idea of the, like, the dueling um, viruses, and it kind of also makes me think of the Oracle games. Like, it could be split off into two games, and you would fight yeah. a boss in each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that, that's actually like a pretty apt, actually. Um, okay, so we're gonna get to the actual game now itself. Unless anyone has anything that they need clarifying with anything, you know, or are we good to to proceed? Good to proceed for me. Okay, we can proceed. Let's talk about the game itself. <laughs> so the game starts now. As your party consists of Zelda, Link, and Fox. I love Fox. I want to see like Tunic Fox in canon Zelda game. I just this, I love guy. it. Foxes are my favorite animal, so I'm digging this already. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Along the way, you'll meet Megabyte and Hexadecimal, who have both taken up residence in High Frame at different locations, and both will try and woo the player over to their ways. You'll be presented with dialogue and action options, which will correspond with to three choices during the virus's. Um, uh, during the virus's influence over high frame. There's a standard option, there's a chaos option, and there's a control option. So, chaos gains you favor with hexadecimal, control gains you favor with megabyte, and standard, standard is just that. It's just kind of like the middle, it's a safe, like, it's almost like selecting Mario in Smash Bros. He's good at everything, not great at anything. Um, so, the game will branch in missions depending on which kind of choices you make, but the main objective will be eliminating the randomizer game from high frame. This will take up about 50% of the game, culminating in a great battle against the web mage Vadi. A key part of Vadi's defeat is his second-in-command, Matrix, turning his back on Vadi and aligning with the heroes, and Matrix will join the party once uh, Vadi is defeated. Matrix is, uh, you'll be surprised to hear this, but another character that's just stolen from Reboot. Um, so <laughs> he's he's joining our ranks, too. This is the, the Zelda Reboot crossover I've always dreamed of, okay? Yes! <laughs> so, um, depending on the player's choices, three options are available now. If a player has more control options, as in they've selected more control, like the megabyte side, basically, the party will go on to defeat Hexadecimal at her towers, justifying that she was too chaotic to leave unchecked as it was the only matter of time before she destroyed everyone with her incredible power, and then you have to live under Megabyte's rule and deciding that that is the lesser of two evils. The second option... If a player has more chaos points, they will go and defeat Megabyte at his HQ, justifying that for the most part, Hexadecimal keeps to herself and that Megabyte would never have stopped trying to control and a corrupt high frame, acknowledging that while Hex could destroy everyone and everything at any time, it's a worthwhile risk to take for the fact that she mostly is isolated to herself. Now, there's a third option. If a player has more standard answers, the party will conclude that they are unable to defeat either virus on their own and opt to create another portal to the web in an effort to go and find Raru. After searching the web high and low, they discover Raru and the Master Sword and vow that one day they will return to high frame to defeat the viruses. One day. Now, if a player embarks on an early but optional side quest to grab an item called the glitch key tool. A fourth dialogue option becomes available, which is the glitch option. Now, this is where things get spicy, okay? Which is the best answers and allows the player to get the true ending to the game. Everything in the original three endings still happens, with a few differences. Glitch lets Raru and company return to high frame right away, and Glitch allows both Megabyte and Hexadecimal to escape the the final battles at the HQ and at Hexadecimal's Tower, respectively, which leads to one ultimate final battle against the two viruses, where the party takes advantage of the viruses' infighting and uses Glitch to force them to merge back into the virus from whence they originally formed. Kilobyte! This is the only form in which the viruses can truly be destroyed. The party faces off against Kilobyte and defeats it in a climactic battle. The game's final decision revolves around sparing the viruses and sending them back into the web or deleting them forever. 
Zelda and Link go back to the core principal's office and rate their mistake by performing a system reboot, restoring high frame to what it once was. Oh, Roll credits. Yes. Roll credits, that's the game. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. You know, I kept thinking as you were talking about these characters, because I don't, I haven't watched reboots, so I don't know who these characters are, but in my mind, I was thinking... Like, the two would be Kome and Kotake, and if they merge together at the end, they'd be Twin Robot. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of, like, that's kind of not uh, a far reach, actually. It's kind of the same okay. idea, which is which is also canon in, like, the reboot show, which is, well, Megabyte and, uh, and Hexadecimal did, like, originally, they were one virus together named Kilobyte, and that wasn't the only way you could defeat it, but I feel like for you know, for maximum dramatic effect, that's going to be the way that you want to go. Now, there was something that I did struggle with because I, I knew that I wanted to have the three dialogue options, right? Like standard control and chaos. And I was like, well, how do I, like, how do we get the true ending? Because I feel like I, I was struggling a little bit there. So I was like, okay, well, well, we'll put in the glitch side quest or whatever. But I was trying to think to myself, like, what happens if somebody doesn't do the side quest? Do we, do we just like accept that they get kind of like the lame ending? Like, is that, is that fine to you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's actually, I feel like that makes it interesting because, you know, in my case, I'd be the person that'd be like, I'm going to choose the standard options thinking I'm going to get the best true ending, you know, mm -hmm. but really there's this like other factor that would give you what you would assume that all these good standard neutral decisions would get you. So mm -hmm. I kind of like it that it kind of like twists the the standard good concept on its head a little bit and you don't necessarily get rewarded for the standard middle yeah. of the road answers well i was kind of thinking like it creates a lot of like reasons to replay this game you know mm -hmm. as well because you could yeah. like do like because a lot of this is also based on mass effect right and i don't know if you have you played mass effect nope but it's on my list Ray, you played mass effect i uh, I haven't played it personally, but my roommates all played it a lot, so I know. Okay, <laughs> so so you probably know in like Mass Effect, you yeah, a character will say something to you, and I think this is in Baldur's Gate too, actually. But like you have multiple dialogue options, and like mm -hmm. in Mass Effect, there's uh, some. If it's red text, that means you can go renegade, and you can just be a badass and like kill oh, the dude. Okay. Blue text is like yeah. your your soft skills. You can massage the situation a little bit, but in Mass Effect, if you like, if you level up your um, I can't remember which stat it is exactly, but like it's it's something like communication stat or whatever. So if you level it up, then you unlock better dialogue options, which is like kind of the glitch option, which eventually like gets you like the best of, of every world where like you get the, the best ending, right? So I was like, mm -hmm. should it be a side quest? Should it be level up? Like, I, I don't know. But so glitch is also, go figure, glitch is also something from Reboot. that like, it's like this super sick tool. And so like, this is, I'm going to explain... I'm just going to explain the general gist of Reboot since I've been like plagiarizing it the whole the whole time here. So the general <laughs> gist of Reboot to everybody that doesn't know, which is probably everybody watching, reading this or, or listening to this rather, um, is that they're, they're basically like sprites inside a computer system. And the user, who's like this mythical fi figure who would be like you or I... Um, because in, in the, you know, back in the day when you went to play games on the computer, you would insert a disc into your computer to do so. So the... the Basically, like, the citizens of, of Mainframe have a guardian named Bob, and um, Dot Matrix is his partner, and Enzo Matrix is his, uh, like, I don't know, like, little kid sidekick, kind of. And so they defend Mainframe from these two viruses, but also games that the user inputs. So when you would go into a game, um, you would, let's just say that it was, like, Dungeons & Dragons, you would reboot, like, there's a little icon on them, you'd reboot, and they would get, like, they turn into a knight, or they turn into, like, a... Uh, mm. mage or whatever right um and glitch was a tool that bob used and it would like give him information on the game it could like it, it was he'd be like glitch shield and like a big shield would pop up kind of thing and okay. so that that key tool was a big part of reboot as well so i wanted to find a way to like get that into the game without i guess it could have just been like a standard weapon maybe that's actually better but either way i don't know yeah. what what do we think of this here is this is this something that we're going to be playing if it uh, if it releases yeah, like I like I said earlier, it's the Wind Waker to your Ocarina of Time. Like I feel like the first game was much grittier, much darker. This feels a little bit more like we're going into the Oracle games, yeah. which is a little bit cartoonier, a little bit like Definitely. I don't know, brighter. So it, it is, yeah. Yeah, zany so, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so it does I do like 
I do like that it kind of feels like the Zelda series where the Zelda series ha- doesn't always have sequels. It has a continuation of the series. So that's mm-hmm. where we're, the direction we're going. And yeah, I feel like I would I would get these games, whether it was a single game or a, a break off game or whatever, because of the two viruses. Like either way, I think it would be a lot of fun. I think I'd want it to be one because I do like the idea that you can get like a true ending and defeat yeah. both viruses. Yeah. And in the show... In the show, they actually defeat Megabyte, but, like, Hexadecimal is kind of able to be, like, turned over to, like, the good side. I didn't know if I wanted to quite go down that path with this game. I kind of like just two evil viruses that are, like, both varying degrees of bad, but, like, some a little bit good as well. Um, and, yeah. I, and I really liked the show, too, that, like, like Bob and company did talk to, to Megabyte and to Hexadecimal, like, frequently, because they, like... At the end of the day, like, they all live together. Like, I have to live together in the same system, even though they're, like, actively trying to take it over and stuff like that. So I wanted to, like, sprinkle a little bit of that in as well. But, yeah, there we go. Legend I love Zelda, it. The twin viruses. I want to say I just Googled reboot, and the animation style is, like, unhinged. It's, it's so, so sick. If Everyone should look this up. I'm serious. Dead serious. Google it right now. You're listening on your phone. I know you all are listening on your phones. Just pull it out and look up Reboot Show and you'll know what I'm talking about. I beg you. Like, I just just Google Reboot Oh, intro. yeah. I remember looking this up when you first told me about it, Andy, like years ago. <laughs> oh, was, my God. This is my favorite show as, as a kid. And I still love it, actually. I'm trying to get Samantha into Reboot and she's, uh, she's not quite hair. into it. It is this so, I, it's I, so I awesome. Who is this? I'm looking um, at a I'm bad guy. I wonder if it's one of your bad guys. Yeah, so so Megabyte and and actually so I'll I'll give a brief description as well. So Megabyte is like this big powerful bulky virus with like blue skin. He's got like the Wolverine claws. He's got like this red like wicked hair thing going on. But Hexadecimal is amazing. She's like she's like a harlequin but and she has masks and the masks change in like they, they, she doesn't have like a face her mask is like she can have a happy mask it'll change right to a sat, like an angry mask it's it's so cool, cool. you gotta watch you, please everybody just watch like the intro to reboot it's so awesome and obviously I'm looking, I, at, <laughs> I'm looking at megabyte now he looks like zerg from toy story i don't know who that is but i'll, I'll trust That's you Buzz Lightyear's nemesis you know i've actually never seen toy story oh, oh i forgot that <laughs> oh my god andy spateri <laughs> uh like reboot came out in 1994 also like it's uh, yeah this is like it's almost as old as i am wow (laughs) i will say too reboot was one of the very first shows that i ever remember as a kid where it was like it kind of shifted from like episode of the week to like eventually it was like an an, uh an arc over a whole season which i thought was Mm -hmm. like so cool um so yeah there Um, it is that's my game i have i have two questions about your game yes um one is um what kind of art style are you envisioning because i feel like when you were describing what's it called high high plane high frame high frame frame. (laughs) um so first of all there's this book that i uh read i think in college called um flatlands it's like Mm -hmm. an old old book it's like a metaphor flatland it's about like all the characters are different kinds of shapes and so there's like 2d and 3d and there's like power dynamics between the different kinds of shapes it's actually like not that good the premise is better (laughs) but it does remind me like when you were describing it i was like oh there's like so much room to like play with this visually in terms of what is it what was it called the book is called flatland i believe okay um it's from like the 40s or something um (laughs) but it's like a math nerd book um but it, 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 it I like the oh, idea that is of like cool. having yeah. different kinds of dimensions, uh, like dimensionality, not like interdimensional, but, you know, uh, 2D and 3D and different kinds yeah. of, like, uh, it, that's what it's giving me. I, I think you're right. Like, I think the animation has to be, like, crazy in this game. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, in an ideal world, like, I almost feel like it should be, like, like into the spider-verse style of animation a little bit where like there's like all of these different competing art styles almost that like really make like this really amazing experience uh, that would be my ideal vision and obviously a healthy dose of like you know <laughs> like the reboot style as well like the crazy binomes and stuff like that from those games and like just some of like the wacky characters and stuff like that i think would be great particularly like to fill out the world in like terms of like NPCs and like stuff like that, I think would would look like spectacular. But I, I really like that actually. I think you're onto something there. Um, and then my other question was about uh, uh, would there be dungeons? Um, would there be like uh, yeah, 
I'm forgetting the details of how you get from the beginning to the end. The yeah, yeah. Credits. So, so there would have to be dungeons because I mean, like there. So, like the basically the first half of the game is like finally getting to the randomizer like gang to in order to defeat them. So, I think there's got to be like three dungeons before that that you need to do. Now, I I didn't actually flesh out what those dungeons might be. Maybe it's like. I don't know. I probably should have done this, but I didn't. But I think you got to do three dungeons, and then you go to like kind of like your like almost saying like a link to the past when you go to like Hyrule Castle to to defeat um, Aghanim, and then when you defeat Vadi there, then it's like okay, we got like three, I guess like um, like three more dungeons after that. Even though like it, you're the way that you choose to play the game kind of depends on the amount of dungeons that you're actually going to get. Um, so maybe like, yeah, maybe you have like your three standard dungeons, your like mid game kind of dungeon there. And then after the fact, like depending on your choices, there's like almost like, you know how the lead up in Tears of the Kingdom to like doing a, a dungeon, there's like the defending Gerudo town or whatever. Let's say that you're like taking the chaos option and um, and you're going to storm Megabyte's tower. There's like a similar kind of progression where like you got to do, and I would make it much longer, obviously, like a series of quests like to to finally break into megabytes like tower and then fight him but um yeah very good question and then i think like the web there should be a dungeon in there too but i i didn't i didn't flesh it out as fully as i as i should have no no i love the idea of uh different um like that there might be full sections of the game like full dungeons that you don't get if you you know depending on what Mm -hmm. you do i think that's really cool that's not just like oh different dialogue options or something it's like Mm-hmm. That's a huge yeah. like the, the game breaks off into two different paths, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. that definitely leaves room for like the replayability because, like, if you think of a game like Baldur's Gate, it has like seventeen hundred op like mm-hmm. story styles that is just insane. But the story elements, like the stuff you go through, is all the same. So, like, you don't kind of miss anything. I mean, unless you decide not to go over there. But, like, I like the idea that you would purposely miss something if you chose another option. And then you could replay the game and, like, choose the completely opposite way and basically play a brand new game. Yeah. And, and I think, like, I think, like, the game wouldn't have, like, I think it shouldn't be, like, a 100-hour monster if you're going to do that either. Like, maybe make mm-hmm. it, like, the yeah. same kind of length as, almost like Fire Emblem Three Houses, actually, which is, like, I feel like a very appropriate length considering you, like, you go and you replay that game like three times potentially. Is that too long? You think, Al? I I it took me like 120 hours to play three houses. So I feel, but I I also feel like was it took doing me 50 everything. hours to do like one. Okay. Like if, if it was like, like the a Black 40, Eagle, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, like one house, I would take 120 hours, but I would also oh like spend time with my characters, like every single break, you know. So oh, okay. maybe I was purposely giving myself a lot of time there but yeah i'm i agree with what you're saying if it's like a 35 40 hour game you know mm-hmm. or like a tunic sized game and maybe, then you could replay it maybe maybe it would be like as long as like a a standard zelda game you know what i mean mm-hmm. like a like a twilight princess or like a skyward sword like one of the longer beefier zelda games and then with the intention obviously that you replay it in a different way and then replay it in a different way um, I don't know. Maybe you could even put in like you only get the glitch side quest once you've beaten all three. I, I don't know. That uh, maybe not actually, but um, either way, like uh, yeah, I think you. I think it'd definitely be something that you'd want to like replay a couple times. So yeah, Legend of Zelda: Whoa. The Twin Viruses. There we go. The twin viruses is so tight. I love that. Title. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's my cyberpunk game, but we have not one, right. but two. So let's go. Okay. So it's uh, uh, there are some similarities in that it is um, that there are two. There's a duality element of mine that I think is a little bit similar to yours. Um, okay, so let me find the uh, little. Pro- I wrote a very long prologue that I really. Hell should, yeah! Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll try to. I'll try to. Um, I'll try to cut it down as we go here. Okay. The opening shot, opening shot, the first wisps of a pale dawn over an icy tundra. As the sun begins to peek over the horizon, we make out several brutalist buildings, power generators, guard towers, barbed wire, a prison. This is probably like a rated T for teen game. Okay. I I don't want you to cut anything out here, by the way. We got to have the full thing. 
Um, uh, different shots of the prison, the searchlights, the tripwires, the tattered flags, the unending labyrinthine halls, and a huge screen projecting the leader of Hyrule. All we see is his mouth. As he speaks, we slowly zoom in on a looming barrack spattered with snow. The camera passes through the chain link and barbed wire, not unlike Navi, and sputtering lasers projected onto the building is looping camera footage, propaganda. A robotic voice hovering between male and female. It says, our kingdom was paradise once, not so long ago, but time turns on its axis and the promise of progress proved too tempting for the old ways. Her submission was swift, her descent so rapid and wretched that even seven years feels like an eternity a golden bygone age, now just a hazy memory. Now, no one speaks of how it used to be. No one can, or you'll end up here. For he knows that silence is becoming of power. I learned it too. I learned it from him. But wisdom has taught me something else. No one can stay silent forever. No, it's only a matter of time, cut to black before someone wakes up. Okay, so that's the beginning. Mm. That's the opening. I freaking oh my god, love that's it. so I was I was like so sick. I was like right, perked up. I was listening to every word. Dang, Adriel. <laughs> All right. Then you're in prison. <laughs> then a sleeping face, worn and weathered, eyes closed. Their head is shaved. Glowing tattoos creep across their face. They look ornate yet powerful, cruel. Across their neck in red light glowing from within the word traitor. Oh, a blessing snaps on. I know it's a little rated, maybe um, for mature. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the industrial whine of electricity, a punitive howl, howl of a buzzer. Unceremoniously, the person opens his eyes. The expression reads, just another day. They sit up and around them, the clamor of other people rising from their bunks. They throw on a long sleeve button up shirt. The camera adjusts. The gameplay begins. So the tutorial is in the prison. Okay. Okay. In a prison. And um, uh, you try to, you, oh, okay, okay, okay. More that I wrote here. Uh, you could try to speak to other prisoners, but people shun you. Um, all the prisoners are different kinds of uh, races in Hyrule. There's uh, Grudo and there's Goron and there's like everybody's in there. Um, uh, you're all in your like sleeping barracks, and and everyone has to check in for the day. And when it's your turn, a grab gar a guard grabs you by the arm and yanks up your sleeve. This is similar to Tears of the Kingdom. Your forearm is a mix of flesh and machine, clicking and pulsing, deeply embedded in your skin. It's called a com core. The guard scans your biometric data and presses a button on the device on the side of his neck. You hear his voice in your head speaking and pulsing up your arm and into your temples. Prisoner QXR383 didn't sleep well, I see. What's wrong? Nightmares? He smiles cruelly and lets you pass. So the tutorial's the labor camp that you're in. Again, maybe T for T. That's where you learn how to control the character and what the basic actions are. Um, and as you're like working and talking to people, um, you're like building, you know, you're you're building pieces of machinery that are being like sent away. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you can hear other prisoners being like, did you hear another voice on the comm core? I swear I heard, I heard a lady's voice. Um, and then, um, so after the first little tutorial section, uh, there's like, you know, your re-education, you know, they put everybody in the prison <laughs> re-education. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, you you go in there and you're you're supposed to be listening to the 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 leader of Hyrule, but then the power goes out and uh, everyone can hear uh, a female voice, and it's clear that everyone can hear it through the comm core. And the guards panic and the lights turn off and none of their tech is working. And the voice says, "Maybe you thought I was dead. You don't have much time. If you can find a way out, I'll help you from there. Now go." Mm. So then you have to get out of the prison. You gotta get out of the prison. And um, uh, you obviously get out of the prison because you're the main character and you get out <laughs> and there's yeah. a, uh, uh, um, 
you you the weapons that you pick up are just like whatever pieces of like yeah pipes crowbars and stuff um and i think that probably the you know final boss here would maybe be like i don't know a cyborg you know guard but maybe it's a little uninspired but you know something it could be something yeah uh and then you you do get out of the prison you get out of the prison and um you can hear this is where like my 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 pre-written narration stops here but you then you you speak to um to the voice and through these conversations the player learns that seven years ago there was uh there was a ruler named zelda who was in charge and you were in in her guard and then there was this uprising um and they took over the kingdom and her brother now is in charge oh no You've got a brother yes scar You've got a brother Fossa. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and they killed zelda you think well they killed zelda yeah no did she die is she not dead we don't really know etc cetera, etc cetera. so she basically is like you have to get to the capital city because you know you're the you're our only hope help me obi-wan you're our only hope Heck you yeah. have to get like back you have to infiltrate the capital city and then kill kill my brother and then we can like you know whatever so um to get there it, it this is like a, a linear game so you're you mm. you can go backwards to places but you can't like you have to progress forward right um i really like the idea of you're out in this like prison out in the middle of nowhere and then you so there's it's this like mountain snowy tundra and so you maybe like ride an animal and you're like getting materials that way to um to just like whatever stay alive and stay warm um and it will take you through like a mountain pass and then into like a taiga and a forest and a desert and some swamps and um burial grounds burial grounds will be a big scene big burial grounds where you start to wonder maybe Zelda had a little bit of bloodlust and all these ghosts and characters are kind of like we all died in this war and it was like really really awful and like horrible um and i kind of blame zelda for that dang um and as you you know progress you like meet people who were who are like you know we really wish zelda was still in power and then you meet other people who are like actually things are a lot better now we now have like running water and like electricity and like all this crazy stuff now that we didn't have before um and so you kind of like are seeing both sides of this industry versus like natural stuff which is sort of an element in zelda mm -hmm. and also like princess mononoke for example um and you know by the time you you like get into the city um you i think you got to find out that zelda's still alive and that she wants to usurp you know her brother so you there's probably like you probably have to fight both of them because i think that zelda actually thinks that you are totally dispensable like you're cannon fodder she just wanted to use whoever could get out of the prison to like mm -hmm. infiltrate the city and to like gain power back and i think that you learn throughout the game that like you know technology versus uh you nature. know whatever yeah nature uh that there, you know you kind of can't have one or the other you have to like have a little bit of both mm -hmm. so at the end you're not you end up defeating both of them in that in a two-pronged final boss fight uh and you defeat both of the siblings but i don't think that it's clear who rules or if anybody rules or like the direction of hyrule at the end of it um and in terms of the dungeons specifically this is something i was very excited about that you each dungeon is there's not like a collectible like it's not like oh you have to go get seven of something it's mm -hmm. that every place you go you need to progress to like get something in order to like leave the town or leave the you know get through the mines of moria whatever you yeah. know um i like dungeons like that the best like the sand chip which is like a sense of place or like the uh um snow peak snow peak ruins something like that um gotta have a junkyard crazy junkyard you gotta enter the city through the 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 like an underwater sewer situation like a t teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> um and then in terms of the uh weapons i i feel like you have to every time you get a new weapon like a like a hook shot or something 
You have to make a choice between like the analog version and then like the high tech version. And okay. each has like a pro and a con. Uh, and eventually you can like get all of them, but like you have to just like decide, okay, I'm gonna use like a sword instead of like a laser crossbow or whatever. Um, and so uh, it incentivizes you to like do all the extras and like level up enough to be able to use both of them, but you mm. won't, you, you're constantly kind of stuck in this duality between which one is better and you kind of have to balance it a little bit because if you're all one or all the other, you're not gonna get very far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, anything else here? Anything else here that I needed to say? Uh, uh, oh, stealth section. I think there should be a whole stealth town, but you don't have to do it. But if you do it, it will behoove you to like okay. you'll be able to level up your stuff a lot more. Because I really don't like when stealth set and stealth sections bottleneck you in a game, and you have to do them to progress because they're so different than the rest of the game and you're like why why do i have to do this now but i like the idea of it being like a town or something that you have to go to um if you want to level up your stuff and it's like an intense like cool cell section Mm -hmm. so um oh and the title the legend of zelda the silent sister oh i I love that like the silent princess yeah dang yeah, that sounds that sounds so cool. I I really like actually Princess Zelda in this game. I was about to say the same. Well, we've never seen a version of Princess Zelda that's anything less than like just absolutely just and like righteous and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So it's a little bit. I feel like that's kind of what cyberpunk is all about. Like these weird choices that you have to make. There's no really right answer. Um, so I kind of, I kind of like that. And specifically I was thinking Mononoke before you said it. Um, and I think that like, like Ibushi, I kind of got a lot of those kind of similar vibes. Definitely not a perfect person, but like, you know, at least there's a lot of redeeming qualities about her. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that, um, that, that characterization. I, I have a question, but before I get there, Al, uh, what do you think? I love it. I'm. I would be. I'm all over here. Like I'm excited to play it. When when's it coming out? <laughs> um. No. I. I love it. I like how the prison part made me feel. Um. Made me think of like Andor. I don't know if either of you have watched Andor, but there's a minute where they're in prison and they're building like machinery and stuff, and they have to escape. So that made me gave me Andor vibes. Um. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. So you definitely watch it. It's very good for like tv star wars but um anyway so that's the vibe i was getting from that beginning part um so does link like not remember that he was part of zelda's guard is that like he just doesn't remember and he kind of discovers it along the way no i think that he he's gotta know like i think that it's like like a prisoner of war basically like that's why you're sent way out to this labor camp because you were a traitor to the the people in charge now Mm. okay like you um I think that there's got to be some tattoo removal quests to like get your tattoos yeah. off, so people know that you're not. Like, <laughs> I love a, it. Like a prisoner of war. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and so I think that like you know Zelda is like, hey, like I'm still around either physically or you know through the Com Core or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Link is like, you know, I was in Zelda's guard, and like Zelda okay. is, is is right and just, and we need to overthrow her brother. Mm. Um, but then throughout the game, you sort of start to like wonder if like that's actually what's best Ooh, for Hyrule. Pretty cool. Link I like that a lot. Link kind of reminds me of um, K, like Ryan Gosling in Blade Runner twenty forty nine a little bit. Where like he's being built up to be like this really spoilers. He's being built up to be like this really really special replicant, like this one in a lifetime like miracle replicant. And you find out at the end he's not. He's just like a regular replicant that would like could have been anybody almost, which which is a little bit sad. And like, you kind of feel yeah. like that for Link a little bit too. That's totally the vibe where it's like, oh, you were really important, but it's actually like no one's important. Zelda's just yeah. uh, bloodlusty. So in terms of gameplay, like what what kind of um, what kind of gameplay are we talking here? Is it kind of like open world? Is it more? Is it experience kind of more? Like I'm kind of getting like almost like Final Fantasy VII remake vibes, where it's like really polished and like you do have like you can do your side quests and stuff like that, but it is like a more focused like experience, which I love. Um, by the way, not uh, not a bad thing at all. Um, it, what what are you kind of thinking here, Reed? Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm uh, like like. 
a, a lot of, I think, people in the Zelda fandom are sort of interested in a return to the, the form of, you know, the old formula, which is, like, linear storytelling that isn't, like, too, you know... I think that Restrictive, it would be yeah. more... Yeah, and more open than something like Skyward Sword, which is, like, you have to just... It's just, like, on rails, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple side quests, but, like, it's mostly, like, okay, well, there's nothing else to do now. You have to go to the dungeon. I think that... Um, it would be cool if you could like always go backwards like there's some checkpoint system or like at the beginning you had an animal that you rode and then afterwards you could like upgrade to like a motorcycle or something or you could like get around the mm-hmm. the world a little bit but um you could always go backwards even to like previous dungeons and stuff but uh going forwards you have to like progress in that way right um and no breakable weapons because i think <laughs> <laughs> But what's important here is like that they're like I, I I think that both of you had talked about this on a previous episode, which is that you know you can still have open world m- mechanics while also it's like it's like you know 3D Metroid. It's like it, suddenly mm-hmm. like stuff opens up to you because or Tunic, you know, you get the hookshot or whatever it is, and then you can get to other places that you couldn't get. To yeah, before. maybe like point A up here, point B over here, and then like point C way down south, kind of thing. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're going to talk about this when we talk about Forbidden West, but I did just come across a spot where on the map it literally says you do not have the tool to progress yeah, here. And I, I was love like, that. oh my god, if Thunderhead Island was just like this in Tears of the Kingdom, perfect. Cool. I appreciated yeah. that so much because I was like, okay, I well, too. I won't waste any more time. I'm coming exactly. back later. I won't, I'll come back later. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's like, you know, but that's part of what I'm loving about Tunic is like I can tell like ah oh, there's got to be a way for me to get over here mm-hmm. but like I know that I can't do it yet so yeah. and I think that that those kinds of elements and then like it's the same way again with like Metroid how you suddenly want when you get a new tool you like want to comb through everything to like find all the stuff that you couldn't access yeah. before yeah um, but I am imagining it being a bit bigger like the world should be bigger because I love the idea of going through like. I really want a, the spooky, the spooky catacomb section. Mm-hmm. I really want like a crazy cave that has a bunch of jewels, like Snow White style. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I feel like it'd be cool to like have all these different areas, and it is, I guess, sort of hard to to make them blend together in a smaller world. But I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, and you know, what, like I was taking some inspiration from things like Star Wars, which I'm not like a huge Star Wars person, but like, um, you know. Uh, or like Dune, you know, things like that that yeah. have uh, this mix of like natural elements and sort of like Mad Maxi weird cars and stuff. So yeah, every- <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah that'd be cool. Kind of not sure like what if it's good or bad. It like what's you know what's actually benefiting the people. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that that game sounds like super cool i would love to play it i feel like i'm like just really in the mood for another zelda game that's kind of like kind of the emphasis is on like narrative like i feel like skyward sword like the emphasis was on narrative and like you can say whatever you want about it being like a very linear experience it was but like i really appreciated that it was on narrative and i'm in the mood for another one of those games and i i want like a cool story and that sounds like a hell of a cool story it is ironic that we both had brothers and sisters fighting how about that yeah that was fun yeah, yeah, I love that was it. Good. Like, you know, different because I think you could get through the game mostly without like doing. You could get through it quickly, or you could get through it in one way. Yeah, like yours. But then if you, you know, you could get like all the weapons and all the stuff and go back and do things a different way. But right. I don't. The problem I like I love games that give you choices and options and different endings. But I always am a I'm a sort of completionist about the story. Me so too. Like, ah, I want to go back and like see how it actually yeah. is supposed to end. So I, I stayed away from that a little bit in terms of just the story and the dungeons and stuff. But I like in what you pitched that the games the game is short enough that you it sort of incentivizes you to like perhaps go back and make a different choice, and you're not like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I, I agree. Like a hundred years ago, you know. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you about the story because like I um I always want to get like the the best story or like the like I, I was important like in in mine and, and probably in yours too. There's like one canonical true ending that that you can get, and I think so. I actually I played. Um, do you guys remember a game called Triangle Strategy? It came out a year or two yeah. ago. Yeah. So, yeah. so that game kind of pissed me off because like there there was like 
three different endings that you could get. It was a really fun game. But, like, there's three different endings that you can get, but they're all kind of lame. But there's a true ending that you can get, but you have to make a series of decisions along the path of the game. So, like, once you've made those decisions, you, you can't get it. So I feel like you should be able to go and get a true ending at any point in the game, too. Like, that, I feel like that's important. If, like, if you... Like, if you beat the game or whatever, you're like, okay, like, I feel almost like, almost like Pokemon, right? Like, after you beat the Elite Four, you can go back and, like, do whatever else and, like, get the actual ending. Um, so, I feel like that's, like, important as well because I, I agree with you. I hate, like, missing out on story stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I think uh, Tunic also has multiple endings, but it's it's still yeah. kind of, like, a, a narrow, like, a narrow path there. And then kind of towards the end is when it, like, splits. So... Um, but I like the idea of having it kind of split at the beginning and then you could have like one of four different paths that you could go on. Um, or if you could like have four different paths, but then like one time you make a decision over here and all of a sudden you're on this path over here, which is kind of cool too. Yeah. I would love to play these games. I would love to play Cyberpunk Zelda one day. Yeah. I like it. I like the, the pitches. Andy's was the wind waker to the Ocarina of Time, but Adriel's was the Twilight. Adriel's is like the last of us. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hers was like very gritty. So I was like, oh, this is the Twilight princess. Yeah. It's the emo version. (laughs) I I, I do really like Andy that yours is so it's like so it's the stuff that I love about cyberpunk, which is that it's like wacky and like totally just a little silly. You bring the Ganondorp, the Ganon Corp, not Ganondorp. <laughs> Ganon Corp to uh, you know the vibe of that, and that's yeah. you bring like the Johnny Mnemonic vibe, which I love. <laughs> that's that's my brand of cyber. I I gotta have like wacky buildings and like weird technology and like kind of like like bad effects. Like that's that's what I need. So I need rad. it. I love it. Yeah. I think I might watch Blade Runner tonight. Just in honor of this. You know what? You guys asked me three years ago if I watched any Blade Runner, and I still haven't watched any Blade Runner, but I really yeah. should. The, the the 80s one is so cool. The new one is cool in a different way, but the I, I mean, it's no contest for me. The first one is so cool. I'm going to be honest. I really, really like Blade Runner 2049, like, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably, you know, the, the 80s one just does have a certain like je ne sais quoi about it that that's hard to you know what i mean it's like it's like the godfather in a lot of ways of cyberpunk okay <laughs> um it's it wasn't the first but it probably was the best up at, at that point and in many ways probably yeah. is still the best so um yeah but but i just ruined the ending of uh blade runner 2049 for you al so i don't know if you want to go paying attention so it's fine Great. Okay. Perfect. Was that was that by coincidence or just one of those? Just, you know? I think I just there's sometimes where I just zone out. I think I just zoned out for a second and I didn't hear what you said. So it's cool. Rock, rock on. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Al. You're welcome. Oh, geez. All right. Well, we want to know what you think of our cyberpunk uh, pitches here. We've got uh, the Legend of Zelda: The Silent Sister and the Legend of Zelda: The Twin Viruses. Would you play them both? I certainly would. And, uh, yeah, we want to know if you got your own cyberpunk pitch or if you've got some ideas to help flesh out our games because both of ours need a little, uh, you know, a little building, uh, as it were. Um, we would love to hear that over in Discord, so let us know. Um, yeah, this was a great episode. I, I, We're going to do another one of these, maybe in another, like, three years. We'll pitch another, like, couple cyberpunk oh games. And I can't maybe wait. Maybe this time I'll, I'll come in with a pitch because I feel, I feel more comfortable in the subject matter than I did three years ago when we first brought up this topic you've got you've got three years to like to like just have have a marathon of like all the cyberpunk classics i'm I'm totally what i'm gonna do is just be like andy and steal the concept from another video game yeah that that works too (laughs) honestly i just wanted to see a reboot and a and a zelda crossover and i was like how do i weave (laughs) this how do i how do i get this on this zelda cast in a a way that doesn't feel like completely out of left field and I, i think this was it yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Well, we are going to get out of here. Of course, as mentioned, let us know uh, over on Discord, over on social media, what you think of our pitch. If you uh, if you want to help us out and fill in some stuff, some dungeon ideas, maybe, I don't know, some stuff like that, let us know. Um, we are over on Twitter. We're at ZeldaCast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. We're also over on Blue Sky on all the same handles. Re, I don't think you still have a handle over there, do you? 
no, I don't. I stay. I don't touch the stuff. I but don't touch you do, the stuff. You do have movies that whip over on Blue yes. Sky. So go check that out. It's a great movie podcast with uh, with Adriel and Gooey Fame, uh, who, by the way, yes. Adriel is rocking a, a Gooey Fame sweater today and looking, uh, mm-hmm. looking like a million bucks. I have bucks. that one. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to get out of here. Of course, we want you to check us out uh, wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, recommend, review, all of that fun stuff you got in Zelda fan in your life. You know what to do. Tell them about the Zelda cast where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. These episodes uh, go up on YouTube and, and some clips go up on YouTube as well. Some episodes are over there in full. So make sure to go check out Zelda Dungeons YouTube channel for that. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, we've got a Patreon as well. We've got, uh, the ZeldaCast Top 10s, uh, going strong. We've got a whole bunch of other good stuff over there, so make sure that you check that out. And I think that's all the plug that we got to do. So, with that being said, everybody, we're going to get out of here. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you back here next Monday. Take care.